You might not hear it here first, but the conversation here is different because it includes you. Politics, diversity, religion, social justice, and what the hell were you thinking moments. Thought-provoking, inspirational, and sometimes shocking. Welcome to the Winner's Circle. Annette Latigue is here. It's time for Word on the Curb. We're going to get started. One of the things I'd like to do is welcome you back to our rebranded, relaunched podcast, Word on the Curb. And Word on the Curb is a podcast, for those of you who are listening and joining in, Word on the Curb is a podcast that we'll discuss. It's all about people, places, and things. And we're gonna talk about everything. Politics, religion, you know, all the stuff they say you shouldn't talk about if you don't wanna fight. <laughs> we'll be very comfortable on this podcast listening in and joining in and other times you won't be because we're gonna talk about things that are not always comfortable. For example, why are you guys procrastinating about voting? Why are you doing that? Don't you realize that your vote really is your voice? And I know you hear that and you say, well, dude, that's pretty cliche. We hear that all the time, but listen to me, baby. When you don't vote, you're sending a message to the people that you send to office that they can do whatever they want. Oh, I, I agree with that totally. Um, a long time ago when I was 22, a little bit younger than I am now, um, mm -hmm. I didn't vote. I didn't vote until I was 22 years old. I had registered really? when I was 18, but um, okay. there was someone that I knew that was involved in politics and we would discuss politics all the time. And I would complain about certain things, maybe about mm -hmm. certain politicians or political ideals. And she said, well, do you vote? And I go, no. She said, well, that's your voice. So if you don't vote, you really don't have a voice, but you're sitting here complaining that things could be better. Your vote can do that. And so I sat back and I went, that makes a whole lot of sense. So I've been yeah. voting ever since. And, uh, and that that's your your point about um, voting is is uh, right on point. It really is, and I would encourage everybody out there. Um, you know that what was that old saying? They said, "Rock the vote, get out there and rock the vote." That's your voice uh, to make change. Yeah, and so I, I often say to people, and I am working on a massive get out the vote effort because I want people to know that. You do not have the right to complain about elected officials who don't serve you and then you reelect them. You don't. Yeah. That's number one. And number two is voting is something our ancestors fought for. Yes. And brown and black people have to stop procrastinating, not getting involved. And they have to understand this. This is key. Elected officials are not sent to any office to serve individual needs. That's not why they're elected. Right. They're not sent there to take care of the person with the loudest voice. They're sent there to serve the community. It's your community that has to be served. And I would say to you, if you look around over the past 15 years and you think you've been served, keep doing what you're doing. If you're ignoring what's happening in, around, and at the White House, you're asleep. And voting is a right. 
it's a right. So wake up and start looking at this podcast because we're going to be posting some things and talking about some things that are going to make even some elected officials uncomfortable and it'll be all right. And so here we are tonight. Welcome to Word on the Curb podcast. Again, we're going to be talking about everything, but I'm excited tonight. I'm Annette Latigue, and I'm your host here at Coaching You For You. And as you can see behind me in my little studio, solidarity wins all the time. So tonight I have with me Director Steve Wilson, and I've asked Director to come on and just share his thoughts. This is an open forum for the director to just tell you some things about who he is, what he's doing, and how he's doing it. Director, I want to shout out small businesses everywhere. And I want to thank those who are committed to serving in elected office and appointed office because it's not an easy job. It's really not. People will come. They will fight. Some people will fight with a can of paint. Even if they need to paint to paint their house or room, they'll fight with it. That's for so sure. Just, you know, be mindful that elected officials and appointed officials, such as the director tonight, are here to serve a community, not an individual. Have at it, director. You said you understood the assignment. What does that mean? I do. Um, well, um, <laughs> Coming back here, I kind of, I kind of have to um, get on your coattails a little bit because okay. you're you were in Trenton for a long time, then you left, then you came back. So did I. I was a, a Trenton police officer for 26 years. Mm. Then I retired, and then I got the opportunity to come back as the okay. police director. And I said it before that the only job that could pull me out of retirement was this job that I have now. Okay. Um, because like you, I have this love for Trenton. And when I got the opportunity, when, when the mayor, um, his staff called me up and said, would I, I couldn't get back fast enough because I thought I could help. I, I thought I could help heal the city. I thought I could help uh, heal the department and heal the, with the, the healing of the community and moved move Trenton forward the way that it should be, the way that we all remember it when we were younger. Okay. Uh, uh, and I thought I would love to be a part of that renaissance. And uh, that's why I came back. And uh, it was, it was, it was, the, it was the love of that, of that city that I worked in for such a long time mm. um, and the people there. And, um, I thought they deserved better, and I thought I could do that. You know, help, help be part of that. Okay. It just one. It just it was just wonderful to to, to come back again. And I, I left. And when I when I left, one of the other things I left just when COVID hit. You know, and um, George Floyd hit the world, and there I I left at that time, and. I was like, oh my gosh, I just retired. And then all these things happened. And I felt like I abandoned the police department and I abandoned the citizens right when they needed me most. Okay. So that also um, was a driving force. And uh, when I was offered this position to come back that, that hey, I, you know what? I I didn't abandon you and I'm, I'm, I'm back here. So. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you know, and, and during the course of of, of my time here, um, 
we put a lot of things together to to bring back the police department and the community um, to bring rebuild that trust um, uh, to help. We we do a lot of things here that a police department didn't normally do when I was younger on the job. We have okay. a lot of social programs we got involved in, and, and there there's a um, an issue of homelessness, of of addiction, um, and the police department helps with that now. We didn't used to do that. We used to write tickets to those folks and okay. here's your ticket, move along and I'll see you in court. But um, we don't do that anymore. Like we we have partnered with uh, the recovery advocates and we have an opioid response team. And what that what, what we do um, is we engage with folks that are or uh, have mental health issues and the mental health issues could be addiction or could be an, an, you know, the other type of mental health um, issues that they're just not quite um, um, together. They're chemically imbalanced. Yeah. So chemically imbalanced. Yeah. But, but can I, can I just come in for a minute here? Yeah. 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 The police department assisting or responding in a more, uh, community-minded way to mental health is a big deal. Not just here, but across the country. Yes, it is. Mental health, and I, I need to say this, it's important. This is the uh, social worker and former executive coming out of me for social mm -hmm. work, you know, at the board. Um, mental health is real. Yes, it, it is. is. It, it, and, it, I, and I promise you this, some people make decisions about using drugs, they don't plan to become addicted. And people suffering mental illness, I promise you, if they didn't have to, they would. Go ahead, Director. Yeah, so um, you're 100% correct in that. And our responses as police officers, a police department to mental health is different now. Um, uh, like I said, it, it, the, the, kind of the, the concept is help before handcuffs. Hmm. Um, we, um, and I, I, I really, really believe in that, uh, with, with the folks that are, are subject to these issues, um, because oftentimes either through addiction or whatever issue they have, they, they're not really in control of how they react or respond to people. And if the officer, um, knows this, they can respond better. That's why um, when the, the state, when the attorney general mandatory de-escalation training and, and bystander training, I was the first to announce that Trenton police is doing this. And, and so th this is, this is all part of um, a better response from police rather than ready to crime fight and, and, you know, be adversarial on, immediately upon arrival of a situation when we we moving away from that that old model you know that of, you know so we're we're instituting the police reform that that uh, departments need across the country we're doing that here and uh um i think i think our opioid response recovery advocates uh we've engaged um since november to to march i don't have the exact current uh, statistics with 74 folks that have these type issues and to get them into treatment. Um, we, we partnered with our municipal court system to get them into a soft surrender to vacate the warrants so that they can get treatment rather than have to go to the workhouse. And we worked, 
you know, we work with the prosecutor's office and other um, recovery type um, entities that are in and around the city, the deceased program to try and get shelter uh, for these folks who are homeless and in, in a bad way. So we're doing we're doing a lot more than just crime fighting. You know, we're, we're, what we're doing is revolves around public safety and public safety is a big umbrella. And, yeah, uh, let me say this too. Yeah. A lot of times, no, not a lot, most of the time, people are hostage to what they read in the media. And here's what I want to make clear as a former elected official and executive. Whenever there's anything going on with an employee, it's not up for discussion until it's over and it becomes public information. So yes. I want to be clear about that because a lot of times folks read things and they think, oh, that's the end of it. And this is what happened. It's, listen, unless you hear the whole story, that means it's not over. And if it's not over, sit back, pay attention and do your homework. Go ahead, Derek. Well, on, on that note, there's um, some recent things that were in the newspaper that were negative about the police department. And uh, that was the case. And um, sometimes as the head of the law enforcement agency, I'm uh, guided or restricted by the attorney general guidelines involving uh, different issues that, that go on. And, and I can't speak about them until the investigations are over. And, and certainly in accordance with the attorney general guidelines as far as release of information. And unfortunately, there are are some media outlets that that just put um, a narrative out there that is based on speculation and rumors and and uh, it doesn't doesn't it doesn't fare well for our department or our city and it kind of makes uh, things look worse than they are or or unresearched or uninvestigated and when that's not the case but you have to take there's been an outcome that's not favorable to the public or yes. the taxpayer. And yeah. here's what I want to tell you. I've been as a former elected official and mm -hmm. an executive. I've been in situations where things have happened. And some of those people were my friends and things happened that were uh, pretty bad. And I wasn't in a position to say a word about it. Right. People speculated, they thought they knew, they they wanted to have conversation about it. There is no conversation to have. And so I just want to be clear about that because number one, don't believe everything you hear. Don't believe everything you read. Do your own homework. Yes. Do your own homework. Amen. And And remember, until issues are completely resolved, there is no discussion except for the basic information that's allowed to be. And right now there are things going on all over the County. Yeah. That people aren't discussing not because they don't want to all over the County and the state too. Yeah. They, they cannot discuss them right now until issues are resolved. You don't get the story. So remember that. Go ahead, director. Okay. So, um, the, I, I, 
we have we had some things that we did in the police department that we brought back um, the Citizens of Police Academy, which I think was a great success. And uh, I would invite um, anyone to join our September Citizens of Police Academy. Um, mm -hmm. You got to be 18 years and up and you can go you can go to our website or contact our community affairs unit um, to get the information on how to join. And please, everybody join <laughs> that can. And uh, um, little things that that uh, that I noticed that um, which oh, I think why we reestablishing um, with our with our community is our our trunk or treat um, giveaway and extravaganza that we had for Halloween was the biggest one since it has been instituted, and I thought that was very telling of the community and and the relationship with the police department because it was huge and. Uh, and I, I think that's a, a, a big, big positive. You know, I don't think that everybody was, the parents were just bringing them there to get some candy. I think that the parents, more parents brought their kids and, and participated because they are, I think, believing more and trusting more in our police department and, and knowing that we're there with them, you know, uh, and we stand side by side with them. And, and uh, it was just wonderful to see that. And, uh, we we uh, started out with we reinstituted our police explorers program, but we actually combined the program with uh, with the fire department, and it's the Junior um, Public Safety Academy. So we combine our explorers program with that, so we can increase our capacity and 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 service more of our youth, and they get a lot of training, they get certificates and CPR. Um, they go on day trips and it's just a wonderful thing that they can, our, our kids can get involved in. And uh, um, just, it was just about establishing connections and community partnering with our faith-based partnerships, um, other outside agencies, um, because, you know, we're, we're, we're understaffed here in the police department and, uh, but we're working on that. We're working on, on getting more officers here. Um, and, um, and it's it's important to have the proper coverage, you know, and uh, I don't want anyone to think um, don't think over policing. Think providing proper police coverage um, around the city, and and that's what it's about. And uh, um, we have a we have a recommitment with um, with woman space. Uh, domestic violence is a very serious issue going on, and um it's a lot of a lot of our assaults that happen in the city are related to domestic violence and i think uh statistically half of our over half of our, ag our aggravated assaults in the city are related to domestic violence it's it's real um what's that number again i over i think over half of our aggravated assaults are related to domestic violence um that that is one that is really um, close to me in my personal life. My sister was a, a victim of domestic violence. Um, um, and it took her a long time to get out of that situation. Um, yeah. and, and, and I was just young and couldn't do anything about it at the time, you know, so you feel helpless. Um, not just the person who is being abused is a victim when it comes to domestic violence. Any family members that are around are also victims of that 
type of behavior. And uh, um, so if anybody out there, I encourage you, if you're going through it, um, find someone to talk to, find a hand to hold on to, to pull you out of that situation. Woman space is a great place to start. And just for any men, because men could be the victims, you can go there as well. You can contact them as well. It's on our, it's on the, the police department website, the phone numbers for that. Um, um, I can't speak about that more because of the importance of, of uh, confidentiality again. Yes. And confidentiality. In the process. Yes, absolutely. So um, they have a hotline. They do. Uh, there's no place to direct you to understand that, but there is a hotline where people can reach out. Um, there are many issues presenting in the community and the director is one part of what has to happen for change. He's one part, he's not all of it, he's one part, the di director in his department. And so I think that most times director, people misunderstand the role and the reach. Um, and uh, Pastor Broach is saying that suicide is rising in a big way and it is uh, creating an impact in the community, all communities. People yeah. have been committing suicide, just so you know. They didn't just start, but Pastor Broach is right. The numbers are growing by leaps and bounds. They are. And we have a responsibility to ensure that folks get the services they need. Mm -hmm. So I just simply like to ask for suicide, outreach. A lot of times people say they don't report things because they're afraid of retaliation. And that has in fact happened in the past here and in other places. What can, what can you speak to about that director? What would you advise? Okay, so when we want to talk about suicide, we have to circle back to mental health, right? Because there, there, there's some type of mental health breakdown. There's desperation, mm -hmm. or any 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 different uh, number of things that can lead someone down that path. Um, so um, we talked about hotlines for women's space. Mm -hmm. There's prevention hotlines too. They're they're on our website. Um, a lot of these are because of addiction, uh, you know, an addiction led suicides. We have a great opioid uh, problem here, not just, not just here in the city of Trenton and Mercer County in New Jersey, but across the nation. Um, and I think that contributes significantly to suicide. Um, and again, a lot of, not to interrupt you, but a lot of our young people, as Pastor Roach is saying, here in the chat, suffer from uh, PTSDZ, post-traumatic yeah. stress syndrome. And that has to do uh, with um, some of the things they're exposed to. So we'd like to see more information displayed in more places, including the de police department website, who mm -hmm. to call when to call them for suicide, when to call for domestic violence, where to call. 
um, when is when you're experiencing it. That's clear yeah. enough. Yeah. But where the number for them to call for mental health, suicide, homelessness, whatever issues um, might be presenting, we'd like to see uh, that information on the website, more of it. Okay. On the website. And so if you can do that, NAMI is also a great resource. And having their information on your website will work wonders. You know, I am appreciative. Because, you know, I get it. Yeah. We all have a responsibility. And you guys, could you just run down a list of the programs you have quickly? Oh, uh, so um, we do uh, rework in our partnership with Recovery Advocates. Um, that's what we talked about earlier with the homeless uh, okay. and the um, panhandlers and those type of folks that they deal with. Um, we have our... Trenton Police Department summer camp is coming up. Uh, um, Junior Public Safety Academy come, is uh, um, July 11th through August 25th. The summer Junior, camp. what was that? The Junior Public Safety Academy. Okay. Um, um, for those out there, contact uh, Eric Johnson at ejohnson at trentonnj.org. He's one of our firemen who lead the way. Uh, for and that. by the way, we don't do enough to appreciate uh, what our first responders do, and, and we need to do more. I'd like to see you guys create a program for kids about how to be safe. Do it virtually. As a matter of fact, I'll bring you back on mm -hmm. with some of the people who work in this department to talk to the parents and kids about how to keep their kids safe, because that post-traumatic stress syndrome is created because of a lot of unsafe situations. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you're right. You know what? I, I you want to comment about that. Um, um, because a lot of the issues that we have with our, our young are because of what they're witnessing on the street, because, because of what they're exposed to um, at home or in school that may be negative. And mm. that affects a child. It affects our young just like our adults can be affected by mental health issues, so can our children, and they are. And that may cause them to act out in a negative way or to harm themselves or to seek to harm someone else. And um, so it's real. It's uh, uh, trauma in their lives that um, if we can reduce that, then we can reduce the negative impact that they may have um, in their own homes and affecting someone else's life or even their own lives. We re reduce their trauma and their PTSD. And uh, we were, that's, that's the true um, healing and crime prevention that we need and the public safety that we need. It all is born out of that. If we can, we can limit and, and, and lessen um, what kids experience that, that are negative, then the positive just grows. Um, and so, and, and that's really important. And I don't want to blow past that because yeah. a lot of kids, there's a lot of uh, kidnapping going on right now. There's a lot of trafficking going on right now. And, you know, uh, the summer months are particularly difficult in urban cities across the country. Yeah. Um, so, 
one one thing that uh, we do um, human human trafficking that you talk about um, it's a very hard one for the the police department to deal with because um, one the county the state or federal authorities actually have authority over trafficking issues however we have we have done operations to combat that the trenton police department does partner with the county prosecutor's office mm-hmm. we've partnered with the state police and even with the fbi in regards to those jobs and it's important for folks to know that um one of the one of the hardest things that we face as law enforcement when it comes to that is that most of the time the victims of human trafficking are very much afraid to admit or tell someone that they are in fact being trafficked, and you know, and, and uh, it's very unfortunate. Um, I've worked um, as a detective uh, with the FBI and uh, um, the county in the past with uh, trafficking jobs, and it's it's, it's a very sad, but it is very real. Um, and it re- and a lot of it times it re- revolves around uh, some of our bars, um, and uh, the Trenton Police Department is engaged in combating that. I want everyone to know that. Um, but that's that's one of our harder roads traveled. But we will travel that road, and we and we are traveling that road. Okay. And it's a it's a tough road because back in the day we had safe words. Very few kids have safe words anymore, so people can pick them up and say, "Hey, um, what? Your mom sent me to pick you up," and there's right. no safe word. And so it's little things like that. And I'd like to do that with you live in your officers to uh, help us bring the message to parents about what they can better do to help keep their children safe. Right. Because it's important, you know? So I appreciate the programs that you have ongoing. You know, I appreciate that you're willing to add to the website, Mm -hmm. uh, some of the services and places that people can reach out. Because a lot of times people call for uh, homelessness to the police department when in fact, there are other places they should be calling. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, sharing information is critical to the success of any community. Right. I think uh, one thing I'd like to invite everybody to, uh, we're having a family extravaganza, uh, maternal and paternal health well, wellness fair um, in our auxiliary parking lot on June 3rd from 10 to 1 p.m. So, um, Annette, come on down. See what it's all about. I'm not having any more kids. Everybody, it's over for me. Everybody, <laughs> but you know, but I will come down to support. I yeah. absolutely will. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I'll. Uh, um. Our website is always a work in progress. Um, okay. If I get those good ideas on there. I'm. I'm going to put it on there. You know. And. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We have the hotlines on there, but a little bit more information. Uh, uh, in, in reference to those hot, those hotlines, yeah, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, like kind of like you know a link that says, "Hey, you need help with something that's not an emergency? Check out these this page." Right. 
And a lot of the information will be there. You guys go a long way in getting information out and it's certainly appreciated. I wanna thank you guys for joining me here with the director this evening. I'm gonna give him some time to wrap up, but I wanna tell you this, this is important and I post this often. We all have a responsibility with respect to gun violence and drugs. Wanna clean up our neighborhoods? Don't harbor guns and don't harbor drugs. Yeah, see how easy that is? You want your elected officials to hear you? Vote. Go ahead, director, wrap it up for us. Wow, uh, how do I follow that? Because uh, I agree 1000%. Don't harbor the drugs, don't play with guns. Get out there and get, get your voice out there and vote. Um, if we all get involved, we're all safer, we're all better for it. The community is uplifted, the city then becomes uplifted and we, we all progress and move forward in a positive direction. Um, and we have less to worry about with public safety when we all get involved, we all have a voice. Everybody out there that can hear mine, use yours. And, uh, mm. and let's help push this city forward. Director, are you willing to come back on and do the safety tips for the parents and the children? Yes, absolutely, yes. Okay, and, and folks have a lot of questions in the chat, but what I'm gonna tell you is, don't believe everything you hear. Do your own research and understand that when it comes to employees, there's a lot the director cannot say. But as a former executive, working with over 500 employees, I'll tell you this, no real information is gonna be dispensed until the issue is resolved one way or the other. In the favor of or in the, against, none of it's gonna be discussed. So I want you to understand that and I want you to understand that the law governs a lot of what can be said and what cannot be said in situations involving employees, especially where there's an ongoing investigation. Remember that. Remember that the police department is a partner. They're not a part, they're a partner with the community to ensure that our needs are met. And so I think we're doing a great job moving towards doing our part to ensure that we are protecting our neighborhoods as a community and the police department is moving in the right direction to help us. Now, that being said, the directors made it clear there's a shortage and you know they're gonna be you know doing some things about that. Don't discourage kids, young adults from becoming police officers. Don't imagine a lawless society. Think January 6th. I'm with you here tonight at Word on the Curb. And I want to remind you that a community that builds in solidarity and works together accomplishes more than a community that's fighting. Your parents told you more flies with honey than with vinegar. You don't have to be a sourpuss all the time. Director, give us your last words. 
Oh, um, thank you for having me. Um, I think it's important um, that um, we continue to do things like this. Um, I'm I am very happy to participate, and I, I thank you very much for having me again. And and for everybody out there, um, the Trenton Police Department is dedicated to doing as best it, it can to help uh, serve the public. Um, and uh, we will always strive uh, to better ourselves. Um, and we'll always strive to serve as best we can. And I appreciate that. I'm looking at the comments and while you're live, and this is for me. It's not for you, Director. It says, this is why Trenton is the way it is, dodging questions. It's not about questions. It's about action, baby. What are you doing to change Trenton? We just answered your question relative to what the police department can discuss and what they cannot discuss. And you want some fever. I'm here for the tea, baby. You see me drinking tea? You want to have the discussion? We can let the director go and get at it. I'm with it. This is word on the curb. We're not dodging anything. We are responsibly having a discussion with the police director. Director, it seems that somebody in our chat wants to have a conversation. How can they reach you? You can reach me at swilson at trentonpolice.net. You have a question? You see a dodger there? I think the ball is in your court, Facebook user, at 8.37 p.m. Director, I want to thank you for coming on. The goal of you coming here tonight was to introduce you to the virtual community of Word on the Curb podcast. There will be a time when you we can have other, direct, other directions and other questions. And my Facebook user says, I know your record. I don't even know who you are. It just simply says Facebook user. But I, I, I'm willing to stay on when the director hangs up if you want to have some further conversation. I'm with it. I'm built for this. Director, again, thank you for your time. Thank Please you. Please to join us again and have some discussion regarding uh, how to keep our children safe. Here's what I know for sure. A lawless society doesn't work on the blue wall or the black wall or the brown wall or the white wall. A society that is governed responsibly and with some effort to move communities forward. John Day, I'm with it. I'm going to be here for you. We can have any conversation you want. We're not dodging anything. Your question was, is he, uh, see, I don't know who you are, is director. Again, thank you. Have a good night. I'm going live with John Day. He's okay. a friend of mine, and we're going to have the conversation. I'm not hanging up the podcast, so those of you who want to hang in, and get with this lesson to it. Thank you. Thank you, and good night. Good night. Come on, John Day. You're live, and I'm live. Let's have the conversation. Put your, put your questions in the chat, because the only questions I see is, yes, I do know your record, and I know you've done some phenomenal things. And I know you know You said you don't want to hear BS. I don't know if that's you. Damn, couldn't answer my question. 
thank that you, director, for making yourself available. I am with Steve Wilson. Is it possible for me to see John? I don't know exactly what your question was. You asked, what are your plans for this upcoming summer month to combat violent crimes? If that's your question, I think the best thing, I didn't get to all of these questions because I don't know who's who and who's asking what. I did ask something about the summer months and there are quite a few comments in here. But look, John, I'm with this. So go ahead. I do know your record. I appreciate your record and I respect your record. John Day, I'm saying your name. I want to be on your show. The questions was from him. I think you mean the questions were for him. He'll come back on. He'll get to look at these questions. You'll get to look at these questions and uh, we can have the conversation. Tonight was about the director sharing what the police department is doing and what his position is as, yeah, I thought that's what you meant for him. What his position is relative to uh, how he's working in the police department. Um, I'm sure the director is not adverse to having a one-on-one -on -one with you live. Okay. So here on my podcast, we can absolutely do that. I am open for that. I don't dodge anything or anybody like you. I'm from the neighborhood and I'm built for all of this. And like you, I'm not as familiar with the law, but I'm aware of it. And like you, I've been involved in politics for a very long time. I understand the game. I understand the mess of the game. And I understand the ball in the game. And here's my deal for this podcast. I want to bring people good factual information. And I know you do too. And if you guys have not read John Day's book, pick it up. Again, John, we're live. And this conversation, as you see it, or as you think, we can go on. I appreciate you responding to me that um, the question was for him regarding violent crime in summer months. And that's something that I will post. I'm going to ask him to provide something and I will post to this chat when he provides it. But again, tonight was about him introducing himself to this podcast audience and having um, some discussion. You want a one-on-one -on -one with him? I'll arrange it. We can do that and I'll be present. And whatever questions you want to ask live, you can ask. You know what the key is for me? You see that cover behind me? It says solidarity wins. That's what I'm about. And you are a friend. And I certainly appreciate your comments. And for everybody else in the podcast, I appreciate the comments. What I want to remind folks of is when you come on here, be clear about what you want to discuss. Now, when I have an open discussion with the director live, those are questions that you'll be able to ask. And if you want a one-on-one, -on -one, put it in the chat. I'm with you. I am 100% with you. My goal is to ensure that through this podcast, people will get good information. And sometimes it's gonna be uncomfortable for the audience 
as well as the person sitting in the studio. Okay? So, we're here. This podcast is real. We're going to be talking about things, again, that are uncomfortable for a lot of people, not just the guests who come on the show, but also for the audience. It's not always about this was a great, you know, podcast. The director got a chance to share some of the things that he's doing. He'll come back in and share again about how people can protect their children and what they need to do. But John, I just, you know, because, you know, we're good and I understand this, I want to tell everybody who will listen to this now and later. You said, yes, let's do it. We're going to. Now and later. That in order for us to curb the violence in the city, a multiple level plan has to take place. But the community is not absent from that plan. I keep telling you that, and I'll say it over and over again. You want to change the way things are happening? Take your butt to the polls and vote. You don't realize that you control what elected officials do simply by voting. You do. And all these setups and these conspiracies, I don't listen, we can talk about the conspiracy theory too for anybody who listens to this podcast later. It's a good conversation to have because most of the conspiracy is in what we do and how we behave. You don't realize the power of your vote. You don't realize how important it is to send a message that you understand that your vote impacts policy. You know what that means? Policy in terms of how the police department revolves and responds. Part of how your, your government responds to employment, contracts, uh, opportunity and hope. You've elected some administrations over and over and over again with absolutely almost no results for you except a few jobs for people that they liked. So don't, you know, don't talk slick here because if you do, I'm telling you, I'm going to pull you up. I can and I will. And I'm interested in having live conversations that are not always comfortable. For John Day, my friend, and I mean it, he is a friend. Gonna bring you back. Hey, John, congratulations on those graduations. I, I know that means a lot. And congratulations on your grandmother's birthday. Longevity is there. And, you know, having her around, I know means a lot. Those things are important. You know, you're doing the work, you've put in the work, you know, you've become active in a way that when you were a police, um, in the state police, you weren't able to do. And I appreciate that because you got some good things going on. And I'm interested in sharing those things with you and partnering with you on them. I think I'd like to get you on first by yourself so that the audience can hear what you have to say. Are you interested in that? And then after we do the live with the director in how to keep our children safe, I'll bring you guys on together. And then you can have some discussion and some conversation. And I think that's how this is going to work. Just let me know when you're available and I will absolutely get you on here live. Okay. 
This podcast is different and it's different in that you are included in the conversation. That's right. We're not always going to agree, but we do have one position. See that cover? That we are in solidarity in that this podcast is designed to provide good information. Some that's going to be comfortable and some that won't, but we're here for it. And I know you are too. John, I am looking forward. You have my phone number. When we hang up, call me. I'll set the schedule and get you on. I want to thank all of you for joining me here tonight. I want to remind small businesses that you matter. Don't give up. We're also going to do a podcast just for small businesses because some people are gatekeeping and some people don't know how to unlock the gate. And for example, we want to teach you that your poor credit or not so good credit has nothing to do with you starting a business and developing credit in that business to grow your business. That's right. You heard me. We're live here at Word on the Curve. John Day is preparing to pull up. He's got a curbside delivery coming for you in where he's coming from. John Day, I'm looking forward to it. I want to thank you again all for joining me here this evening, and I'll see you again next Wednesday live at Word on the Curb podcast. Thanks.